to Chasing Dramas. I am your host for today, Kathy. Karen, unfortunately, cannot join us today, so it'll just be me. We've gotten some pretty great feedback uh, from our last In the Know podcast episode, so we'll keep on making them. Here's some background. It seems like our listeners want to learn more about the Chinese entertainment industry, pop culture, and, of course, gossip. While we love to watch dramas, we also really, really enjoy consuming all the gossip, all the behind the scenes, and of course, the literal drama in the industry. For today, we've got a fresh batch of very recent news. If you enjoy this type of content, let us know. Send us an email at karenandkathy at chasingdramas.com, post on our social media, or on our website at chasingdramas.com. We'd love to hear from you. We recently revamped our website, so please do check it out. Let's dive right on in. First up for today is going to be about Yang Mi. She is one of the A-list celebrities in China, having starred in Eternal Love, or San Sheng San Shi Shi Li Tao Hua in 2016, and Novoland Pearl Eclipse, or Jiu Zhou Hu Zhu Furin, that came out last year. There's a couple of interesting events that happened. The first one is her new drama with Gong Jun, Fox Spirit Matchmaker, Yue Hong Chapter, or in Chinese, Hu Yao Xiao Hong Yang, Yue Hong Pian, just started filming in early July. It's an adaptation from the very popular Chinese manhua of the same name. This drama also has a star-studded cast. The male lead is Gong Jun, who rose to popularity with the 2021 drama Shan Heling, or Word of Honor. There's also Yuan Bingyan, Crystal Yuan, who uh, became pretty well-known with the popularity of her 2020 hit Liu Li, or Love and Redemption, and this year's Zhu Qinghao, or My Sassy Princess. And last I read of the rest of the cast, it included Zhang Yunlong, Zhu Xuidan, Mao Zijun, Chen Yao, etc. I've definitely seen dramas of each of the rest of the cast, so this makes it very exciting for me. Promotional photos were posted online with, you know, some early pics, but they weren't that well received. I haven't seen the Chinese manhua or the animated version of the story, so I can't really give an opinion. But apparently, people said the costume or the makeup or the look for Yang Mi isn't really reflective of the actual character. But again, we'll see. Anyways, Yang Mi was also concurrently filming season four of The Great Escape, which is a variety show basically like an escape room type show. Literally a few days after Yami's drama, again, Fox Spirit Matchmaker was officially announced, she suffered an injury while filming for the variety show. She's okay, but the injury is above her left eye. So what does that mean? She has had to delay filming for both her drama and the variety show. She's currently at home recovering. The variety show made an apology, but honestly, I mean, what else can they do at this point? Yami's already injured. 
She did make an appearance on July 18th, so earlier this week. And you can clearly see the bandage on her face or like on the top left of her eye. So it's it seems like she's fine, but um, it's not going to be like only going to take a couple days to recover. Hopefully she will. Um, her father actually made a statement to calm the fans down a little bit, but it's just like an unfortunate turn of events for this drama. I wish her all the best in her recovery and hope she gets back to production, to filming, uh, whenever she feels healthy. But the drama or the production itself was thrown another different wrench, which brings us to the next topic and the next actress that I want to talk about. This is, of course, Yuan Bing Yen, or Crystal, who plays a major supporting role in Fox Spirit Matchmaker. What happened to her? Well, it's a similar theme from our last episode. Tax evasion. Literally, like, a day or two days after the official announcement of the drama, Yuan Bing Yen's company was publicly fined 970,000 yuan for tax evasion. With that news, Yuan Bing Yen immediately announced her withdrawal from that company and apologized for the company's actions. Some people were like, you know, it's not really her who did the tax evasion, but then others were like, but it's her company, so it's basically the same thing. In the grand scheme of things, that's not that much money. Compared to Deng Lun's fine that we talked about in the last episode of 106 million yuan, this is peanuts. But this does throw the entire drama in jeopardy. Fortunately, or unfortunately for Yuan Bing Yan, she's not outright blacklisted. The fortunate part is that the Chinese government gave her a stern warning, but did not outright block any of her social media accounts, and didn't put her on the blacklist. So what does that mean? She can still act and be a public figure. The unfortunate part is because she was outed for tax evasion, she is deemed a high-risk person. This means that her dramas, whether in the past or upcoming, become very risky. If a drama has a person that has been deemed officially a person non grata, a la Deng Lun, or some other folks, then the entire drama will get scrapped or will not air, or they will have to somehow strategically cut that character or that actor out of the drama. Like I mentioned, think of Deng Lun of this year. I don't know when some of his dramas will ever air, if they will ever air. Or Chris Wu from last year. And oh yes, we will spend some time to talk about Chris Wu in a future episode. Immediately after this news broke out, fans turned their attention to the Fox Spirit Matchmaker production, asking, well, will they still keep her as a supporting actress? If not, who will replace her? I've read rumors that she's still in the drama. But the whole production has been keeping all information under wraps. People are like, or fans are like, oh, who has flown to the city? Who has been seen around the cast? Maybe she is replacing Yuan Ming Yan. But I don't know. I've also seen that she's still in it. So we'll see. 
all to say is that this um, production has had a couple of drama-filled weeks because first, the main supporting actress gets called out for tax evasion. Then the main actress gets injured. What next? I personally am now just hoping that the drama actually finishes filming because, like I said, it has a lot of really, really great actors that and actresses that I personally enjoy. So I'm hoping to see the final product, but we'll see. They just started filming this drama, so I mean, the earliest is probably sometime next year, um, but we'll see what the timeline now looks like. All right, on to the next topic, and this one is a little bit dicey. So this next piece of pop culture news is around three pretty young stars. The first one is Yi Yang Tianxi, or Jackson Yi, Luo Yizhou, and Hu Xianxu and their acceptance to the National Theatre Company of China, or These three young stars are all in the graduating class of the Central Academy of Drama, which is a very, very good drama school in China. Of the three, Jackson Yi, or Yi Yang Tianxi, is perhaps the most well-known. He, it, quite frankly, is one of the biggest rising stars in China today. He's only 21 and is a member of the TF Boys. He became a part of that group in 2013 when he was only 13. He's born in 20, uh, he's born in 2000. I won't lie, they do have some pretty catchy songs, but um, by being so young, he's been on some of the biggest stages on in China. So that includes the Lunar New Year Festival like multiple times. He's been on um, some dancing reality shows and he has his own music career with both the TF Boys, not really right now, and his solo career. He also had a lead role in 2021's Changjinghu or the Battle at Lake Changjin, which is one of the highest grossing films in China. Uh, converted to U.S. dollars, that film made like $900 million, which is a lot of money. The other two stars, Luo Yizhou and Hu Xianxu, are also young uh, rising stars, but nowhere near as famous as uh, Yi Yang Tianxi or Jackson Yi. Apologies to fans of theirs, but that's the truth. So what happened? News of their acceptance into the National Theatre Company of China caused a crazy firestorm on Weibo the last few weeks. So what happened? To get accepted, these three had to take and pass their certification exams. That's essentially the main gist of it. The term in Chinese is called kaobian. For the National Theatre Company, there's only a set number of acceptances per year. Once accepted, then one is granted a steady income and can rise up in the organization and become, you know, think about like a company uh, where you rise up to the next levels. But in this, you have to really like take the exam and become to become or accepted um, as a part of this organization. On the surface, there's nothing wrong with that. If anything, fans are super proud, super happy that their idol got this honor. Awesome. Great. However, some internet sleuths quickly pointed out 
problems with their acceptance. And pretty quickly, public sentiment turned against these three young men, with Jackson Yee as the main target. I read an article that helps describe what happened because when I was reading Weibo and paying attention to this, it was like so much information was coming at me. First off, um, several people were making the joke like, hey, Jackson, as someone who makes over 2 million yuan a day, why are you taking these exams? Why are you taking a spot away from a normal person? You're already so rich. What's the point for you? To that, you know, somebody might say, well, that's not really an argument because if Jackson has the ability and really deserves the spot, who's to say no? But therein lies the problem because internet detectives quickly uncovered the fact or what it looks like that Jackson never took the written exams. Jackson and the other two. He went straight to the interview. So he basically skipped several steps or several months or even years of studying and just went straight through the, to the interview. This news basically turned everybody against these three um, young men because it looks like as though they use their special celebrity privilege to get ahead in the game. The argument that everybody on the internet is making is inherently they fixed the game because of their celebrity status which made it very unfair for every other normal person who applied. The whole thing is rigged. So why, you know, even consider applying anymore? If there's, for example, only 10 spots per year and Jackson, Luo Yijou, and Hu Xianxu can just saunter up, skip many steps, and take three spots, what's left for everybody else? Now that part I get. I read posts of people angrily responding how they spent years and years to prepare and study for these exams. Maybe not for the theater company, but for other um, companies and other industries. Then they would go on and say, they only go to find out that certain people get certain privileges or uh, automatic acceptances because of nepotism or, you know, some bribes. So, it's really, really unfair. Like the injustice is really just boiling and bubbling up. For me, what's fascinating about this whole firestorm is that this isn't a typical like relationship scandal, such as somebody cheated on someone, somebody got divorced. This scandal is a reflection of a current broken process and the disparity between the regular people and the celebrity. And this is finally an avenue for people to voice their opinions through the lens of celebrity. Yi Yang Xianxi, Jackson Yi, Luo Yizhou, and Hu Xianxu got caught and they have to bear the criticism because if this is true, yeah, this is unfair. Like, come on, what the heck? Just because you're a celebrity, you shouldn't say like, I'm not going to go and take my exams seriously and just expect a final interview. In the subsequent days, um, so this happened in the past two weeks, basically, Jackson Yi or Yi Yang Tianxi officially announced his withdrawal from the National Theater Company of China with a long statement on his Weibo claiming that he went through all the correct processes. Wu Xianxu, on the other hand, posted proof on social media of all of his train tickets for the days he went in for the exams. 
honestly, I kind of lost interest in this whole scandal because for me, it's not really about Yi Yang Tianxi, Hu Xianxu, and Luo Yizhou. I think the focus should be on like the theater for basically granting these three guys these special privileges if that is what happened. And it's just a reflection of what's happening like systemically. The theater or the national theater like claimed they didn't do anything, so I don't know. Rumors all about. Regardless, Jackson Yee's popularity took a nosedive in the past two weeks, losing about like 300,000 followers on Weibo. He had over 90 million followers, so not like it was too bad, but still not insignificant. And last I checked, he's back over like 90 million, so good for him. He, Jackson, is the most famous of the group, so he has taken on the most heat. And fortunately or unfortunately for him, like his publicity um, or his team has also like put themselves in the forefront of all this. So, you know, it is what it is. Yi Yang Tianxi, or Jackson, was filming a movie with the famous director Zhang Yimou, which is, again, a testament to his popularity. Um, again, I don't know if that's really impacted him with filming. I've also seen a couple of rumors that he is no longer filming or taking a break. But the saga continues. Um, we'll see what happens to this young gentleman um, after kind of this whole uh, scandal. Lastly, for today's episode, I want to end on a high note. After six years, we finally have the release of Jay Chow or Zhou Jielun's new album, The Greatest Works of Art, or Zui Wei Da De Zopin. This was released on July 15th, and I was so, so happy to just dive in and listen to the album. For those of you who don't know who Jay Chow is, he is considered the king of Mando Pop. He's one of the best-selling artists from Taiwan, and in my mind, he really has it all. He can compose music, play multiple instruments, and act. Well, acting was like, eh, but he had some great movies. Initial D, anyone? <laughs> he also had sort of like a phase where he decided to dabble in performing magic, which I never really got into, but hey, whatever. He could do whatever he wanted. Jay Chow released his first album in 2000 and took the music industry by surprise. I remember reading articles where people were like, who was this kid? Especially one who couldn't really like dance, sort of mumbled his words and just didn't look squeaky clean. Like, you know, do you think he'll do well with his albums? Well, boy, did he prove everyone wrong because, you know, in the past 20 years, he's become one of the biggest stars in Asia. To Western audiences, you might have seen him in The Green Hornet with Seth Rogen and also Now You See Me Too. The Green Hornet wasn't great, so, like, I think you should skip that one. <laughs> now You See Me Too was quite fun um, for the whole cast, so, you know, if you have um, some time, go check that movie out. Back to Jay Chow. Listeners, you guys have no idea what Jay Chow meant to me and Karen growing up. Like, his albums, Common, Jasmine, Orange, or Tsiri Xiang, November's Chopin, Shi Yue de Xiaobang, and Yi Ran Fan Ke Xi, or Still Fantasy, were like my favorite albums. They were just so, so good. His subsequent albums are also good, but I like, personally, those three the best. 
I'll date myself, but I remember listening to all these songs like on my iPod, whenever I got one, uh, to make sure I had those on repeat. And, you know, those were what I listened to. For those of you who are curious, these albums are all available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. So please do check it out. For me, I personally really like how well he's able to mix pop, rap, classical music, and Chinese cultural elements into his song. My favorites um, include Twilight's Chapter 7, Hair Like Snow, and Common Jasmine Orange. In the last episode, we talked about how disappointed we were in Wang Liaholm or Liaholm Wang because of all his adultery and stuff. Again, he's canceled to us. But it seems like Jay Chow is still going strong-ish. Um, he's happily married with kids, so he hasn't really come out with new music in recent years. Which brings us to this new album. The greatest works of art, or 最伟大的作品, is the Jage House 15th studio album. It contains six brand new songs for the album and six songs, basically singles that were previously released. The lyrics are mainly written by Jage House frequent collaborator Vincent Fang or Fang Wenshan. The album cover is of Mont Saint Michel in France, and they did go to Paris to film for the music video. The music video for The Greatest Works of Art or is basically an ode to the 1920s of France. There's a lot of fun references in that music video. I saw a pretty cool video breaking down all the references, but the first time I saw the music video, I had a good time pointing out what I knew from my first watch. Let me just say there's a lot of surrealism references in it. <laughs> The music video also features the pianist Lang Lang, perhaps the most famous pianist from China. And this is Lang Lang's second time featured in a Jay Chow music video. For those of you who are curious, um, my favorite songs on the album are Hong Yan Ru Shuang for its Chinese elements. Um, there's not really like a Chinese, like an English translation right now for it, but it's number four in the album. I also like the greatest works of art um, because it kind of is a throwback to me of um, uh, the Yan Fantasy or Still Fantasy album. So it's for me a cool little throwback. Um, and again, the music video is quite funny. And Mojito. For the last one, the Latin influences are quite fun. It uh, clearly is about um, Havana, it's about Cuba. <laughs> so if you watch the music video, it's also like very different from all the music that he's done before. But it's a catchy little little song. This album in general is a little less poppy, which makes sense uh, just because of his growth over the years. But check it out. You'll see what I mean when um, I say that he's a very talented guy. All right, that covers it for this episode of In the Know. Let us know what you thought about this episode. We'll be back with more pop culture and we'll discuss what has happened in the past couple of years that has led to this point. So we will catch you all in the next episode. <laughs>